Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. This morning, I want to I take you somewhere and I want to challenge you uh, on something. We're starting a new series called Contenders this morning. And we initially started this, we've been doing a series called Kingdom Come, and the theme for this year is Kingdom Come. We're believing that God wants us to usher in the kingdom of heaven as it is in heaven, so it is on earth. That your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so the theme for the year is that we are believing that our, our, our focal point is bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. Whatever's going on in heaven, we have the right for it to take place here on earth. And under that, we, we can't change what happens on earth until we change what happens right here. Everything starts with this. Everything that we, we do, everything that we, that we say, it all flows out of our mind. And I want you to recognize something that ignorance is a choice. Ignorance isn't a condition. Ignorance is a choice. The things we don't know, we don't know because we've made a choice to ignore it or not dig deeper to find out about it. Because wherever, wherever we have knowledge of something, we are responsible for it. And many are afraid to... to, to begin to learn how to manage money or how, how, to, how to improve relationships or how to break addictions or dealing with uh, getting, getting healthy or whatever it is. And so this morning, I want to take you somewhere. And as we get into the Word, if you would open your Bibles with me and stand to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And as you're standing, to Romans cha- and, standing and turning to Romans chapter 12, everyone say contender. A contender, I want you to understand, is not just a fighter. A contender is literally someone that has the opportunity of winning. You are not a contender if you're competing. You are only a contender if you have an opportunity or a chance to win. If someone goes into the ring to fight a UFC fight or to fight in, in, the, in the boxing realm, I need you to understand that they do not call you a contender unless you have an opportunity to win. If you don't have an opportunity to win, you're the underdog. But when you step into the ring where you are a contender, what you are saying is, I'm not here just to compete. I got a chance to win. In fact, I want to take you farther that the Bible doesn't call you a contender. Bible calls you a champion. In fact, he calls you a conqueror. He says that you are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. The problem is, is there's a disconnect between who God created us to be and who we are. There's this chasm that is developed between what God has formed you to be, had in mind for you to be, and the reality that we are experiencing right now. And that gap is found right here in our thinking. Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 2, if you're there, say amen. 
It reads as follows. It says, and do not be conformed to this world. Everyone say conformed. But be transformed. Everyone say transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Say renewing. That you may prove. Everyone say prove. What is good and the acceptable and perfect will of God. Four words I want you to recognize right there that we're going to focus in on this morning. Conformed, transformed, renewed, and prove. Those four things we're going, to, we're going to target this morning. Bow your heads with me as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. I want you to recognize this morning that we are in it to win it. We're not just going through the motions. We're not in a battle where we're just trying to compete. We're not, we don't want a participation ribbon when we're done with this thing. We're in this thing to win it. We are part of this thing called life because God has us here as conquerors, as overcomers. He's created us as champions. But we got to understand that there is a contender in you. Say it again, Pastor. There is a contender that is in you that's ready to come out this morning. But you got to be willing to fight. You got to be willing to step into the ring. But until we change our minds, we're never going to have that opportunity. Notice this as we take a look that man was created as what we call a triune being. That means just like God, when God formed the formed man out of the dust of the ground and blew breath into him, God said this, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Mankind is created like God in the fact that you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We also are triune in the fact that we have the body, soul, and spirit. We were created in three parts the same way that God has three parts. We have three characteristics that make us up. And I want you to understand the first one. Everyone say body. Excuse me. The body helps us connect to the physical world. This is the first thing that when we're born that we come into a knowledge of. We use our five senses In order to get information into the physical realm. God gave us a body. Why? Because he wants us to rule this physical kingdom called the earth. And so he gave us the ability to operate in that physical realm. God is a spirit. And so God operates in the spirit. But we he created in bodily form so that we could dominate this thing called earth in the physical realm. Somebody say amen. He also created us in the spiritual realm. The spirit. Everyone say spirit. Spirit. So you have a body, but I need you to understand that you were first a spirit before you became a body. You are not a body that has a spirit. You are a spirit that has a body. Say it again, Pastor. You need to capture this. You need to work with me this morning. You are not a body that possesses a spirit. You are a spirit that possesses a body. Because when your body ceases, your spirit will continue. The thing that made man life was when the breath got into that 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 earthen vessel that God had formed out of the dirt. It was the breath that gave him life. And so what we do is that we focus in on the body. 
Everything we do, we focus in on the body. All our focus on what I buy, what I drive, what I live in, how I look, all those things, we put all our resources and our energies into the body. But we put little emphasis or focus on the spirit. But the spirit is the real you. It's the one that's going to continue. And so the spirit realm, the spirit that you have, that helps us connect to the spiritual realm. And so your spirit gives us the ability to communicate with God. But if you're not right with God, it also gives you the ability to communicate with the other kingdom as well. Because you are spirit. The third thing that he created a sin is what's called the soul. I want you to notice something about the soul. The soul is the place where we gather our data. It's where we make decisions. And let let me explain it to you this way. Governor, why don't you come up here? You two gentlemen come up as well, Uh, my my ushers. If you do me a favor. This is the body. Okay? This is the body right here. And the body is, you are a what? A spirit that possesses a soul. This is the spirit man. The spirit man dwells inside the body man. But when we don't know Christ, the spirit isn't dead. It's just not operational. It's not operating at its fullness. So what ends up happening, let me, let me rephrase that. So we got, the, we got the, the soul. He's the soul. Here's the body. Spirit. Body, soul, spirit. The mind is where we make our decisions from. The mind is where you gather information. It's where you reason. It's where you make choices. And how do we make those choices? If you don't know Christ, your spirit is not operational. It's not doing what it was created to do. Now, it is open to other other forces, but it's not doing. So you're not getting your decision-making from the spirit. You're taking all your, your, your information in according to your body. Our five senses, taste, smell, hearing, touching, seeing. And so our five senses that we use in the physical feed our soul. And it's here that you make your choices. Whenever you find an individual making choices solely off the body, off the physical, oh man, she looked good. You know, man, I want that. You know, that smells good. She smells good. Are, are you following me? We make all our choices based off the natural senses. And when you only have one sense that is being moved or awakened, all your choices are coming from the natural man. Closed off to the spirit. But when you come to Christ, your spirit's awakened. And now all of a sudden, you have the, the physical realm that is so good at, at smelling, tasting, hearing, seeing, touching, and so forth. But the spirit man also has senses as well that need to be developed. And so as you develop your spiritual man, as you develop those, uh, those senses, then the spirit or, or the soul now has the ability to make choices that don't necessarily agree with what I see. 
in the natural. That, that was a good place to clap. That's a good thing, okay? That's all right. You're, you started clapping, you're like, oh, maybe that's not the right place. Yeah, that was the right place, okay? And so what happens is that we, it, when, when you're only making carnal decisions, it's because your spirit hasn't developed those senses. All right? So what we're going to do today, what I want to talk about is this guy right here. Okay? We're going to talk today about this guy. We're going to talk about your soul. We're going to talk about your mind. We're going to talk about, God bless you, gentlemen. Thank you. Give them a round of applause. So with that, let's take a look at the word right here in Romans chapter 12. Starting in verse 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this world. Everyone say conformed. So I want you to notice, first of all, this word conform. Conform, the Greek word is there in front of you. It means this, to conform oneself, its mind or character, to another person's pattern or to fashion yourself after someone else. And so when I say conform, water has the ability to conform to whatever shape it's poured into. Your mind has the ability. That tells me this. It is possible for our mind to conform. Say it again, Pastor. Your mind is like water. It's not good or bad. All it is is a place where you bring in data. Your mind isn't good or bad. Your mind is just a place where whatever it is feeding, whether from the body or from the spirit, it is receiving information and it stores information there. And so whatever information you're giving it, it's going to take the shape of that thing. That tells me that the mind has the ability to conform to things around it. Oh, somebody, got, got, you got to grab this right now. That's why, have you ever noticed that there's certain individuals that, that thrive in an, in, a, in an environment of drama? Have you noticed that? It, it, it's not that they're good or bad people. It's not that they're bad people. It's just that they've gone through so much in their life that they've learned how to operate best and how, how, to, how to fight, how to struggle, how to survive in the, in the midst of drama. And so when drama is around, they're at their best. They, they can fight. They, can, they, they go at it and they, they, they start fighting and they push and, and they overcome and they feel great about themselves because they have the ability to fight in the midst of drama. But when there's peace, like a fish out of water, they can't breathe when there's peace. You have family members like this. Some of y'all are like this. And so what you do is that you create drama in order to make yourself feel alive, wanted, needed, and having the ability to come in and be the answer, the, the, the one that brings the family together, the one that, that gathers everyone. And so in the midst of drama, when there's peace, I'm not needed. But when there's drama, I step up. We conform to environments. Same thing with that person that never wants conflict. Wherever they're at, they're, they're, they're non-confrontational. Someone can walk up, take something off their plate at a restaurant and eat it in front of them. They'll be like, it's okay. 
just okay. Just, you know, it's all, maybe they needed it more than I did. And, and it's, it's not necessarily the fact that they are individuals that, that just love everyone. They're just afraid of conflict. They, they, they've grown up in, in, in chaos that they will do anything to keep peace. And so it doesn't matter how bad the marriage is. I'll just continue to give in. So I'm just trying to keep peace. I'll never confront. I'll never step up. We'll never deal with the issues that we're battling. We're just going to try to keep peace. That's just as dangerous. I don't know if you're catching this. But when we conform, we find ourselves changing ourselves to match another person's behavior. And so, in other words, it's possible, possible for us to, to, to conform to what's around us. I want, want you to notice the second word that we find here. Do not be conformed to this world, but be what? But what? Oh, come on, work with me, folks. Act like you're, you're connected here. But what? transformed. And so when we talk about transformation, transformation, this is where we get the word metamorphosis from. And the Greek word there, it literally means this, to change another form, to transform, to transfigure. And this is a, this was only used in one other place in the word of God. This is in Romans chapter 12. And it's also here in this, this situation and, uh, when Jesus goes to the mountain and is transfigured before the disciples. The real him, he steps up with only three of them around. And all of a sudden, the real him comes shining through. It's where we get the only English derivative that we have to kind of make a comparison is where a butterfly, a caterpillar, becomes a butterfly. That's the metamorphosis that takes place. There, there's this transformation that happens where this, this thing goes to, this little caterpillar is crawling. It connects himself to a branch. And when it connects himself, all of a sudden, he's just barely holding on. And as he's holding on, he sheds his skin. And what's in him, it feels like he's dying. It feels like a tomb. But I need you to understand what you're going through through your metamorphosis is not a tomb. It's a womb. You're about to be burned in a moment. You're about to come out and something beautiful is about to take place. But when you go through the cocoon, when you're in that dark moment, when it seems like no one else is around, I need you to understand you feel constraint. You feel like everything is dying around you. I need you to understand don't give up. You're in a process. A transformation is just about to happen. And when Jesus steps up and takes the sons of thunder, just the three disciples with them to that mountain, he stands there and then all of a sudden, he begins to shine like the sun. It came from the inside out, not from the outside in. And many of us, we're, 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 con we're conditioned based on our environment what are the surroundings like? What, what are, so you, based on when you walk out of here and you go home, if your family's happy, you'll be happy. If the family is going through a sad time, you're going through a sad time. But when Jesus stepped there, he didn't allow the environment to determine who he was. He changed every environment he walked into. That's transformation. And Jesus stands there and then this shining light bursts forth and he comes out. The disciples see who Jesus really is. 
I need you to understand there's a transformation ready to happen where you're about to shine forth the things that have been holding you back, the things that have been shielding you, the things that have been covering you. The real you wants to shine out. The world is waiting for you to be made manifested. Oh, somebody give God praise. Hallelujah. I'm tired already. Lord, I need some oxygen. Which tells me this, it's possible if my mind is able to be conformed, it also means my mind has the ability to be transformed. So you can make a choice today to stay here or to become who God called you to be. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. Let's look at the third, third word here. Be transformed by the renewing. Renewal isn't a one-time thing. That word in the Greek is an action. Continual. When you stop learning, when you stop transforming, when you stop conforming, when you stop being transformed, all of a sudden you start reverting back to who you were. It has to be a continual process. The word renewing means a complete change for the better. Oh, come on, somebody. A complete change for the better. It means literally resetting to the original factory settings. Oh, come on, somebody give God praise. That when I renew my mind, I go back and I revert to what Jesus or what God intended when he formed Adam from the dust of the ground. He doesn't have a sinful mindset. He doesn't have an old mindset. From the moment we renew our minds, we are taken back to why you were created in the very first place. To have dominion. I'm trying to unlock something in some of your hearts right now because you've been born and raised to believe that where you are is who you are and nothing's ever going to change that. But I need you to understand that there's greatness in you, that there is something that God has deposited inside of you. And it doesn't matter the color of your skin, your financial background. It doesn't matter what side of the track you were born on. I need you to understand when you renew your mind, there's a transformation that can take you to new levels. Hallelujah. So I want you to understand that the renewed mind is the tool that God uses to bring transformation to the earth. You can't transform. Listen, we're we're, we're not going to change the world through legislation. And I appreciate the efforts that we make to get involved and be involved in, in legislation and so forth. But listen, legislation doesn't change citizens. Transform people, change cities. I think you caught that. When you get transformed, you don't have to legislate it. When you get changed, you don't have to legislate it. When you get on fire for God and God changes you to who you are supposed to be, you don't have to legislate it. You just walk in it and all of a sudden communities start transforming around it. We get a nation so on fire that knows who they really are in God. We're not going to even have to worry about drug use. We're not going to even have to worry about legislating marijuana. You're not going to have to worry about those things. Why? Because I don't need those things to make me who God created me to be. 
It's not legislated when we get transformed. It's a renewing. And yet we're trying to handle issues through the legislation. Let's stop complaining about it and start being about it. Thank you, three of you. See, a, a renewed mind resets us to the factory, original factory settings. Now, I want you to notice this last word. Last word is this. The last word is prove. I love this one. <laughs> we got some counterfeit folk running around. I'm just telling you, Don. That's why nobody wants to come to church. No one wants to get to know who Jesus is. No one wants to get to know who God is. When you start speaking about God and religion and everything, people have experienced so much counterfeitism that they don't want anything to do with the real thing. They're, they're skeptical. You hand them something, they don't want anything to do with it because they're used to seeing the counterfeit stuff. This word prove, it means to test, to examine. It, it literally, I want you to check this out. It, it's to see whether something is genuine or not. And it was used in regards to metals. To recognize something as genuine after examination. To approve or deem worthy. Let me explain what this word means. In those days, as John plays, we're not going to get to the other stuff I have for you. We're going to have to wait for that next week. And we got, we got like five other videos that we're going to go into to show you about what your brain's all about. We just, just time-wise, we're just not there right now. And so I, I, I didn't want to run through this. I needed to make sure we laid the foundation. But in order to prove... I, I got this much to say in this big of a hole to say it in. And it's all trying to come out right now. So I want you to understand this word prove. In, in those days, they didn't have currency like we had today. They would take precious ores of gold and, and silver. And, and they would melt it down. Then they would pour it into these the, these, these cylinders, and as they would pour them in, they would make a coin. And it had to be a certain weight in order for it to be worth what it was being presented as. But what would take place is that after it was cast, some silversmith and goldsmith would take those coins and they would begin to shave them down. They were taking the edge off. They, they were trying to make them smooth so they would fit in your purse or your pocket better. Come on, somebody. And what they began to do is that they would take off just enough to where it no longer was the weight that it was designed to be. It looked good. You could drop it in a bunch of other coins and it looked like it belonged there. But it wasn't until it got placed on the scale that you recognized that this thing was lacking something. And there became a group of silversmiths that became known by that name. And though they were known as those individuals that 
did not take and they would not file, they would not remove, they would make sure that whenever you got a coin from them, it was right on spot of what it was supposed to be. Also, I'm going somewhere in a moment right now. My prayer is, is that when people run into CWC folk, that when people run into the family of CWC, I don't, I, listen, I don't know what church you're from. I don't, I don't care where you're, what, what church you belong to. doesn't matter to me what religion you came from. I'm talking about my family. I'm talking about this family right here. For those of you just looking in, God bless you, but I'm talking about my family right now. That when people run into my family, that when they see a Christian from this body, that they prove that we are the weight that we say we are. That when you see me, you get all of me. When I walk into the room, you're going to get all of me. When I come into that situation, you're going to get everything that Jesus says I'm supposed to be. I'm going to bring healing. I'm going to bring peace. I'm going to bring restoration. I'm going to bring love. I'm going to bring God when I step in. I'm not going to be lacking. You can weigh me. You can weigh me. You're going to find out that I weigh what I'm supposed to. I don't have to fake this thing. As I close, we'll get to the... You you think this stuff is good right here? Wait till we get to next week. Dang, Chacho, this is my introductory material for this week. We didn't even get through the introduction. Why do we need to be renewed? Listen to me, folks. Why do we need to be renewed? Because when we're renewed, it proves God's will. When we don't live the life that we say that we are, Every time that we don't match up or weigh up or or, or come to the scale of God and we don't produce what we're supposed to produce, what we're doing is not, oh, it's just my choice. It's just the way I want to live. It's just about me. It's not about you. What you're doing is disproving the will of God. When I'm addicted, I'm disproving the will of God. When my marriage is falling apart, I disprove the will of God. When I'm sick in body, I'm disproving the will of God. I want to prove who God is. Not disprove Him with my life. You didn't walk into here on accident this morning. Because you've been feeling in your spirit there has to be more. Has to be more. There has to be more to my life. There has to be more for my purpose. There has to be more. And I need you to understand that the Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Right now you have the opportunity to prove who God is. tired not a pre I'm just tired 
tired of being a pastor of an average church filled with average people going the average way. I don't want to waste my life. When you weigh us, I want us to count. When you weigh me, I want to count. When people weigh you, I want you to be everything that God says that you are. How do we do that? Do not be conformed to this world. Stop taking the shape of everything you walk into. Stop taking the shape of the crisis you walk into. Stop falling apart every time you step into something. Recognize who you are. But be transformed. It means transformation is possible. You know, John, when I look at you and I see how you went through all this, these drugs for so long and where you're at, I look at you and you prove that God exists. You prove it. When I look at, at, at the mayor here, the governor, we gave him a promotion. When I look at the governor and I see in and out of jail, the things that he went through, and to see him now as a minister, as a man of God, you prove that God exists. You prove it. Well, I look at Gabe and see the things you've gone through, and now you're teaching men how to break those bondages. You prove that God exists. You prove the perfect will of God. We need more testimonies. Jim, when I look at you and your wife and see the things that you guys have gone through and how you guys have been on the edge, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I look at you guys and I see you sitting there arm in arm and coming into church. You prove the will of God because you didn't give up. You prove it. God don't need us to prove him. But if you're going to call yourself a father, be a father. You're going to call yourself a wife, be a wife. You're going to call yourself a husband, be a husband. Stop checking out all the other honeys that are around there and start being who God called you to be. Prove who you are. I'm sorry, I got to stop. I'm going to keep on rambling here. Bow your heads with me. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.